new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. Man, I am so fired up that you guys are here with me today as we go through yet again, incredibly valuable information from my book, From Success to Significance. And the reason that I'm so excited, guys, is for those of you who have been commenting in, those of you who have been observing from day one when I started doing these episodes on the book review of From Success to Significance, you guys have already seen how this book was written with my good friend Curtis Estes and I as a progression. So I thought it'd be super helpful to go back and recap what we have covered so far. For those of you who haven't gone back and listened to these episodes, and I would still encourage you to go back and listen to those prior episodes, those are going to give you a context of what I'm going to be going through today and how this book builds to really setting up your life of going from success to significance, but also even more importantly, building in the goals, building in the habits around where it is that we're trying to go so that you build in a life by design and not by default. I want to let you guys know that the book is available for just the shipping cost right now. My team has set it up that way and made it very easy for you guys here in the United States. You'll only cover the shipping cost by going to success101podcast.com forward slash book and at checkout enter success101 in the promo code spot to just pay the shipping costs. If you're international outside of the United States, you can grab the ebook reader at the same site, again, success101podcast.com forward slash book, and the e-reader is about the same price as what you'll pay on the shipping. So they've made this super easy for you guys to get your hands on. Guys, if you're hearing this right after it's been released, you're hearing it on a Monday, and I have just started my seven-day or more fast with my Facebook community group. If you guys haven't heard of the seven day or more fast that I'm putting out, please go look at the group page on Facebook. You can find it. It's a public group. I made it open to everybody. But the goal here is to really have a hard reset over the next seven or more days where we reset our bodily systems. There's so much that I'm putting out there about the benefits of fasting, the benefits of why you would want to fast. I'd encourage you to go to that group. And this is day one of the fast that we have already started since midnight when Monday rolled around. So go find that on Facebook and look at all the benefits of fasting and come and join our group. Even if you get in a couple of days late, if you're not hearing this until a while later, you can still go to the group. I'm going to leave it open, but you can still go to the group to see all the articles that I've put out and really understand the benefits of fasting. My hope is after this hard reset, more people are doing intermittent fasting. They're fasting for longer hours on a consistent basis not as a diet, but as an actual lifestyle because of all of the benefits that come with that. So let me just give you guys a quick rundown of where we have journeyed so far in this book. And guys, please keep sending in the comments. It's been so amazing. But I started off talking about the six vision building activities, using the highlight reel, using your unique ability, using the to be list and creating your personal legacy, creating your bigger vision. Guys, those were key exercises for you to really learn about yourself, learn how your brain works, learn what your tendencies are, and really, if nothing else, take a long look back at your life to see where you've come from. Much of that is forgotten, guys. Much of our past successes are forgotten. Much of our past and more recent failures are remembered. And we look at failure not as feedback, 
but as the end result, not as something that we can learn from, but as what has created us to where we are today. And that's negative thinking, guys. It's not real. And I want you guys to make sure that you're going through these six vision building activities to set a vision around yourself of not only where you have been, but where you're going. That is the first building block. In section two, I covered the five components for creating your strategy. That's where we went through the compelling why catalyst. We designed our SMART goals formula together. We talked about achieving integration with the SMART goals action plan, actually taking those SMART goals and putting them into action. We talked more recently about the rewards and consequences multiplier, and then one of my favorite sections, designing your ideal day, putting that all together in an ideal day so that you can rock and roll, you can thrive, you can crush it every single day. And the comments I've gotten back from you guys already on the ideal day have made all of this worthwhile because I can tell for the first time, many of you are designing an ideal day or a strategic calendar for the first time. And even though this may seem simple, many of us out there, even as entrepreneurs, we have our head down, we're building our businesses, we're much of the time in a rush, and we don't take the time to really understand what is getting put on our calendar that is sabotaging our success. Today, we're going to start diving into the five tactics for implementing your strategic plan. We're going to cover leverage. We're going to leverage your physical, mental, and emotional environment by creating the environment that's going to help you thrive. We're also going to talk about arguably one of my favorite chapters in the entire book. It'd be hard to beat this one, guys. Designing your personal board of advisors. We're going to cover those two topics today. There will be many more coming up in the next few weeks before we hit the section about the three secrets for obtaining transformational results. But today, we're going to tackle part one of the five tactics for implementing your strategic plan. Guys, this is getting so good. I'm so glad you're along for the journey, and I cannot wait to show you guys what this is building toward. Again, if you don't have the book yourself, please go get the ebook reader or the paperback copy. My team has made it so easy for you guys to get that because we want you to have this in your hand while we're going through this. So that is the section-by-section section breakdown and a few components within each one of those sections. But if you look at the 30,000-foot view of this book and what it's trying to describe, it's really an upside-down pyramid, guys. So if you can picture the big end of the pyramid or the triangle being turned upside down, the big end is up top. That's where we start with your bigger vision. That is where most of the data that I gave you guys at the beginning of this book started. Then you come down to the next level of the pyramid. That is the specific strategy driven by your compelling why. That's what I've talked about in more recent episodes. Now we're getting into the third building block, which is exacting implementation. So we had to create our vision, guys. We had to really understand where we're coming from and understand our past successes, get the past failures out of our minds, really understand what our worth is. Then we could start understanding our why. You can't build your why when you've got negative thoughts in your mind or you don't recognize how worthy the things you have done in your life are that really make you uniquely you. And now we're going to take that why and we're going to start exacting or fine tuning or honing in on the implementation that is then going to lead to transforming results. And I cannot wait to take you guys through this. So let's dive in to the exacting implementation by starting to tackle the five tactics for implementing your strategic plan. If you have your own copy of this book, this will be on page 107 of either the ebook reader or the actual book. So let's dive in. Guys, the title of this section is The Five Tactics for Implementing Your Strategy. Again, this is where we start implementing 
and putting to work everything that we've been talking about so far. Many of you probably know that it's been said that chaos begets chaos and calm begets calm. And so now that we've rolled up our sleeves, we've journeyed down this path, we've uncovered every nook and cranny in your history and every crevice in your life, some of the ones that people don't even know about, we are now ready to implement our vision. We've established a principled, targeted, and aligned strategy to make sure that we see these things out and we carry these through. But even with all of these elements in place, all of the planning, all of the mapping out, all of the soul searching, all of that would be for nothing without the ability to successfully implement this plan into our lives. In this section, guys, we're going to create the physical and emotional environment that allows you to start implementing the strategies you've been working on, primarily the strategy you created in section two. W. Clement Stone said it best, so many fail because they don't get started. They don't go. They don't overcome inertia. They don't begin. Have you guys ever known someone with great potential, maybe even a brilliant mind, a strong personality, but just no motivation? I know I have, many of them. Compare that person to someone with less potential, an ordinary personality, but much more motivation. And if you had to place your money on someone, who would it be? I know for me, I would choose motivation over potential any day of the week. And I don't just mean motivation like the rah, 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 the feel-good motivation. Primarily what I meant there in the book was momentum, moving momentum forward. So when you hear the word motivation, it's not just a touchy-feely. It is carrying things forward in momentum and in forward movement. And I'll take that person any day of the week. Because the difference between the person who leads a mediocre, bare, and almost meaningless life when it comes to reaching the goals that are set out in front of them versus an all-around rock star that's knocking the cover off the ball is nothing more than determination and forward momentum. The greater a person's determination and forward momentum and perseverance, the greater their success is going to be. We all know that. So throughout this book, I've mentioned that you could fall into the trap of being an overachiever, meaning the success that you've achieved in the world's eyes. But now, what we're going to start doing in these chapters, you will make the decision to implement the strategy and move from professional success, air quotes, to all around significance. In fact, in this section, guys, you will decide who you will be. Here, you will truly define whether you're living a life of significance or you're living a life of default. Here, you will go for the gold, intentionally creating a physical, mental, and emotional environment that supports your goals using these five tactics that we cover in this section. As I mentioned today, we're going to be covering implementation tactic number one and number two, leveraging your physical, mental, and emotional environment by creating an environment of inspiration and creating a personal board of advisors. In subsequent weeks, we will create a winnable game plan. We will also talk through staying confident by maintaining the goals accomplished by putting in place a progress report. And then number five is implementing the family tree legacy. I can't wait to go through those with you guys as we continue to build more tools into your life of design. So here we go with implementation tactic number one, leveraging your physical, mental, and emotional environment to create an incredible inspirational zone each day that you can thrive in. Think about it, guys. No matter what type of goals you set in your life, the physical environment in which they breathe, in which they live, is crucial for their growth. Take some time right now to revamp your home and office or your home office environment to allow inspiration, 
creation, movement, and thoughts to flow freely by creating this inspirational zone that I'm talking about. If you have an office, start by creating a workspace that is comfortable and compelling. I would recommend a stand-up desk. I use the desk by Veradesk to stay on my feet all day long, and I use the deck at fluidstance.com or veradesk.com. And the Fluid Stance deck is something that I surf on all day long. You've got to go check it out online. It's awesome. I also want you to have mental and visionary images around you. Post pictures that lift your energy, that resonate with your hopes and your why, that ignite those sparks of passion to keep you moving forward. Hang photos of your family, your children on vacation, a beach house that you want to own one day. I know for so long, taped to my monitor was a house in the Caribbean that I printed off of Google, just imagining that one day I would own a home in the Caribbean. We all have visited inspirational places, and I want you guys to keep physical evidences of these memories close to you. Please don't rely on your memory or heartfelt appreciation for these things, trusting that the thought of such things and thought of such inspiration will provoke the same response. It won't. Your brain doesn't work that way. I want you to intentionally put objects and pictures and reminders in places that will provide that spark for you when you least expect it, but you most need it throughout the day. I remember being a young financial advisor early in my career, and people would say that I need to create my environment. And I'm thinking, what in the world are they talking about? I sit in a cube all day long. I had not earned my way into an office at that point, and I didn't have a home office at that point. And I'm thinking, what in the world? How do I create my environment? I guess I could hang up a couple of pictures here and there, and that was part of the equation, but it was also designing my environment so that I could thrive. I read years ago about a company in Taiwan. It's a sales company or a telemarketing company. They all have standing desks. And on that mirror in big letters, it says the word smile. And they would stand there on the phone talking to people, and they would smile. It would remind them to smile the entire time they were on the phone. And this company, over a course of about eight years, grew about 3,000% in revenue once those implementations had been put into place. Coincidence? I think not. I also want you to not only create a compelling visual environment or kinesthetic environment with decks that you can surf on all day or stand-up desks, but I want to make sure that you mitigate the forces that tend to distract you. If you find you're constantly drawn toward checking and responding to emails throughout your workday, then restrict the amount of time you spend on email. Gmail actually allows you guys now to pause your messages during certain hours during the day so that you never receive a message. It goes into a queue or a cache, and then after that timer is over that you've preset yourself, it will filter all of those messages back to you, or you can boomerang them. If you guys aren't using boomerang and aren't subscribed to boomerang, it's one of the most helpful tips that I have or sending messages back to you after a certain period of time. Go on your Google dashboard for those of you who still operate off Gmail or if you have your own business email that is filtering through Gmail like I do so that you have your actual business address but it's filtering through Gmail, you can go and look up Boomerang and learn all about it. But this is going to help you guys a ton because instead of checking every new email that pops up or every email alert that comes in, you're not going to see those distractions right in front of your face. In fact, I want you guys to mute the alarm that alerts you every time an incoming email is coming your way. And I want you to schedule one, two, max three, whatever works for you. I would put it at max three, though. Schedule three times at most per day that you focus your energy on emailing. And all of the other times have those alerts muted. This way you stand at the helm of leading your ship. You're able to consciously keep it on course because your focus 
and you know exactly where you're going. Environmental distractions abound in every home and work office. We know that. And it is your job. Guys, it is your job. It is your responsibility as an employee or an entrepreneur to create the necessary boundaries and systems that will give support to these goals rather than cause greater diversions. We can all find things that can distract us. The disciplined person, the thriving person, the one that's crushing it is putting systems in place that are going to help them eliminate all of this wasted time on the tasks that don't really matter. Whenever it's possible, guys, I want you to resist the urge to multitask, which is not even really a thing. If you've listened to many of my past podcasts, you've heard me talk about that multitasking is something that I said a lot. I actually said I was a pretty good multitasker. Research has proven to me multitasking is not even a thing. It's actually task switching because your brain can only focus on one thing at a time. Studies have proven multitasking, quote unquote, to be an enormous waste of time that cuts productivity by up to 53%. Why is it an enormous waste of time? Because it's not even a real thing. As it is, on average, only three minutes out of every hour are used with maximum focus in the business world today. Three minutes out of every hour hour. Go listen to my episode with Cal Newport and you'll hear similar stats on why people aren't getting into deep work. I could go on and on about that, but we don't have time for it here today. We have to spend more time with maximum focus. So I want you guys to create an environment that supports that maximum focus. Taking ownership of your own attention, behavior, and energy by what? By removing those distractions and supplying yourself with motivators. It's been said, guys, that if you change your thinking, you will change your life. And the same is true when considering your energy. I'm big on energy. I'm huge on energy. And if you elevate your energy, you better believe you're going to elevate your life. Living a life by design requires that you take as much responsibility as possible for turning your internal and external space into that inspiration zone that I was talking about. Really, guys, you have to hear me on this. You've got to create an environment that is inspiring to you and cuts out the distractions. And almost even more important than designing an appropriate physical environment is your ability to create a supportive, revitalizing, and inspiring mental and emotional environment. You can be in an awesome physical environment. You could be out on a deserted island where there's nothing to be distracted by. And if you're feeling miserable and down on yourself for past failures, how far are you really going to get? I promise you that is a stronger indicator many times than our visual environment right in front of us. We've got to remind the mind. We've got to feed it. It's key to our success. We've got to create, we've got to maintain a peak state of energy as well as a positive mindset that will catapult you closer to your goals. Guys, there's too much at stake for you not to clue in on this. Each of us, as I mentioned, is responsible for making this happen. We've got to plug into our own source of energy and it's different maybe for you than it is for me, but you have to find what it is. We're responsible for that. We have to understand what factors serve as our most effective motivators and source of energy. And energy boosters can be anything and everything. People, dreams, thoughts, activities, mental images, things you're meditating on, things you're writing down in your affirmations. All of that can help to be energy boosters. And it can also be physical as well. I've talked before about a brisk walk throughout the day. The Pomodoro technique, setting your alarm for every 20 minutes and then taking a quick five-minute break. Do that four times and then take a longer break where you walk around. The point is this, guys. Find as many sources as you can. Plug them into your daily schedule. Seek new ones when necessary because the mind is tempted to be bored and complacent. But no matter what level of success you've achieved and no matter what walls you've already scaled, without energy boosters in place, you will likely run out of steam and slow down the attainment of your goals. 
I want you guys to go back and listen to my ultimate biohacking episodes number one and two. Number one talks about the evening routine from early afternoon until the morning. And number two talks about the morning through the early afternoon. But both of those are going to help you guys understand how not only to build energy and get a proper vision around where we're going, but to get incredible sleep to help you continue that energy throughout the day. Dr. Robert Cooper, one of my favorite people to learn from, in his book, Get Out of Your Own Way, calls these boosts of energy auto drivers and believes them to be an integral component to movement. Auto drivers are simply automatic and consistent triggers that are scattered throughout the day for you guys that are going to serve to drive you in the direction you wish to go. For Dr. Cooper, these auto drivers range from starting every morning with push-ups, drinking tea, watching the sunrise while envisioning goals, speaking to his wife at least two times a day during business travel. Those things all further anchor him to his family goals. Again, go back to my ultimate biohacking episodes one and two to hear some of the things that I do to build some of this energy. And we all know that daily exercise has been proven to be one of the most effective and powerful energy boosters we have available. And that is an essential component in the pursuit of living your life by design. If you have a vibrant and nourished mind and body, that's required if we're going to sustain levels of energy, momentum, and even passion in our lives. Tony Robbins, who I love, he insists on an hour of exercise every day and calls it an hour of power. Those of you who follow Tony Robbins, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If we don't do this, guys, we will naturally be faced with times when we refuse to take action or when procrastination prevails. It's just the way we work. These energy boosters, they're critical. They will get you moving in the right direction when everything else fails. Write them down. Keep them close. Read them daily. View them when necessary throughout the day. Remember, guys, positive behavior drives positive attitude. And if you don't feel like doing something, oftentimes taking one small and positive step can shift your attitude in such a tremendous positive direction. That said, here's the caution. I urge you not to wait until your motivation is lacking to finally break out your energy arsenal. Once I started learning more about biohacking and learning about energy and how the brain works, I had those tools locked in somewhat, not nearly the way that I do now, but I would wait to use them until my energy was waning or until I got down in the dumps mentally. And then I would pull them out and try to use them full force. Nowadays, I've got them utilized all throughout the day. Don't wait, guys, until your motivation is lacking to finally break out those tools. These boosters must be strategically positioned throughout the course of the day so that you can combat any energy drains before they occur. And I don't want you guys to be a thermometer either that only reflects the environment it's in. Be the thermostat that sets the environment and makes things happen. There's a big difference between being the thermometer that's reading the temperature and the thermostat that is setting the temperature. I want you to be in control when these things happen and your energy is waning so that you can combat it immediately and handle it at the first sign of fatigue, negative mindset, lack of energy, on and on. Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite writers out there, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he said, you do not simply exist, but always decide what your life will be and what you will become in the next moment. Think about that, guys. Once you begin to act on what matters to you, even making the smallest change in your perspective or behavior, psychological, mental, brain work, daylight will appear. All kinds of change-oriented adjustments are going to take place in your day-to-day -day once you start doing that. You're going to shift from potential energy, which potential really doesn't mean a lot to me. It's, it could be there. You could more likely get sucked into negative the way our brains work. 
to more kinetic energy. Your senses are going to open up. Your neurochemistry becomes more primed to change a bit more. And then a bit more after that, assisting you in leading this life by design that this book is all about. So I've provided space on page 115 for you guys to list your energy boosters. I want you to grab a pen. I want you to list energy boosters in the space below. Ones you're already doing, ones you're not doing as well and you need to improve on, and some that you've never implemented before that you want to start building in. And I want you to post this list on the wall of your office, your refrigerator at home. For me, it's the mirror in the bathroom that I see the most. I want you to see those energy boosters so that when you get into a lull during the day or during a lull of stress, you automatically have those hardwired in and you can start pulling out those tools to implement and leverage this incredible biohacking tool for your brain and body to get to where you want to be. All right, on to implementation tactic number two, likely my favorite chapter in the entire book. This is the personal board of advisors. So we just came off the heels of talking about how critical it is to creating an inspiring emotional and visual environment. But even more so, I believe, is the support of a network that applauds your success and cheers you on, holding you accountable, brainstorming for solutions, telling you things that you likely don't want to hear, but you need to hear along the way. Having coworkers and employees and business partners who believe in you and support the new changes that you're making, guys, that is a critical and major component of staying in the zone. I promise you. Believe me, I've been on both sides of it. Hopefully, you guys have a supportive network of family and friends. Regardless, I suggest that you create a personal board of advisors, and I can't speak enough about that. Your personal board of advisors is going to function similar to the way a business board of directors does. And the purpose of this board of advisors is to create a group of like-minded and inspiring individuals who exchange ideas, constructively critique your strategies, and help you lead on to that life by design. But what is your first step? You've got to put the first things first. And your first step is going to be in this section to identify approximately eight individuals with an interest in you and your personal and professional success. Hear me out, guys. Eight, not five, not six, not seven, eight. Eight individuals, people who have taken a sincere interest in your development. People who have accomplished a lot in their own lives, people you look up to, your personal board of advisors should be filled with people you would like to emulate, including, but not limited to, your best clients, best friends, other well-accomplished and well-integrated into this life of design you're trying to create, people. Hear me out, guys. Your personal board of advisors will convene annually to exchange ideas and assess your progress, lending you fresh perspective about your goals, strategies vision, and balance. So check this out. Once you've identified these individuals, I want you to send a letter similar to the one that I've included on page 118 of the book, which is your personal board of advisors letter. Again, if you don't have the book, we've made it very easy for you to get your hands on. And I want you guys to all see this because this letter is extremely important for getting the right people around you to lead you in the direction that you want to go. And here's another really important part about this board of advisors. It's not just identifying the right people. It's understanding how the meetings should be scheduled when you meet. When you meet, you are the chairman. You're responsible for the agenda. It's not them, even though they're going to be telling you extremely valuable things. You are the chairman. You are responsible for the agenda. During these meetings, I want you to make sure that your agenda includes the following. Number one, introductions of the members of your personal board of advisors. 
you guys need to spend a few minutes talking about yourselves, letting them talk about themselves and their personal interest, why they even chose to join your board so that they see why they are like-minded and can help leverage not only you, but conversations will spring out among them as well. Number two, a reminder of the purpose and goals of the personal board of advisors. You've got to let the board members know that you're joining together to exchange ideas. You've also got to ensure them that you welcome constructive criticism. You're not going to be defensive. You want honest assessment of your strategies. Let them know also, guys, that their main job is to hold you accountable. If you promise to do something by the next meeting, you want them to hold you accountable to your word. Number three, introduction to your vision. We need to spend several minutes telling your board your overall vision, as well as where you stand in relation to that vision, just in case some of them don't know any new developments that have happened with you. Number four, and this is crucial, guys, I want you to outline your goals for the next quarter and give that to each member. Explain how you're going to spend the next quarter moving closer and closer to your vision. What are the SMART goals that you've long established earlier in the book that you will accomplish between now and your next meeting, and maybe even revise those if needed? Number five, input and commitment from your board about these goals. If you've chosen a strong personal board of advisors, your board members will likely have their own ideas about your strategies. They're not always going to think like you, of course. That's why you've brought these people on to really challenge you. And if they know you personally, they might know of any obstacles you face or shortcomings you might have to overcome to meet these goals. Encourage honest but productive feedback. And lastly, your promise of accountability. Look back, guys, to the strategy component number four that I just talked about on the last podcast where I did a review of this book, the Rewards and Consequences Multiplier. You need to wrap up your meeting in some form or fashion by promising your board members that you will move forward on the action steps to which you've committed. You'll remind the board of its purpose. You'll promise them that you will not waste their time by failing, and you will make use of their suggestions. Otherwise, how committed to meeting with you and taking time out of their own lives, will your board really be? After the meeting, this is crucial as well. Don't forget, please don't forget this. Send a monthly email status report and take one or two board members to lunch quarterly if they're nearby or get on the phone with them if they're far off to discuss fine-tuning your plan and whether you've been accountable. I personally would choose the ones that challenge you the most, maybe even the ones you disagreed with the most so you could really understand where they're coming from because they might be right online with where you need to be to develop this lifestyle that you want to go toward. You have to have regular meetings with your personal board of advisors. That's critical to address the constant changes in your life. So get this, guys. As life changes, you know you will too, and so will your goals. So be aware that you must regularly update your life plan so that it continues to be a life of design, and you can effectively communicate that to the board. If you allow yourself to lapse into complacency, which I hope none of you do, but it's easy to happen without measures in place. If you allow yourself to lapse into complacency, you will soon fall into a life by default. Your life by design, guys, is not a one-time planning session. It requires constant maintenance, a shifting of strategies, refocusing of energies, as I mentioned, and creating this personal board of advisors. It's going to allow you to have automatic systems in place for continuing to elevate your strategy and move toward the design where your life keeps moving forward in the direction based on all of these activities we've put together And not just a one-time season of life that many of you, myself included, have probably been through where we saw a lot of growth, we implemented a lot of things, but we just didn't constantly maintain and shift our strategies and refocus our energies. And therefore, what happened? We all know it died off. 
So guys, this might very well have been, as I wrap up here, part one and two of the five tactics for implementing your strategy. There's just so much here in the two things that I just went over. Building your environment that's going to allow you to thrive and creating your personal board of advisors. I just don't know if I could do it justice in one podcast. View this today as the overview of what I will dive into next time with you guys as I go through these two strategies again, but really peel back the layers on these so that you get the most value out of it. If you guys would like to connect directly with me, please send an email to my team at info at success101podcast.com. You can order the book again at success101podcast.com forward slash book in the U.S. Choose the paperback version in international countries outside the U.S. Please choose the ebook reader and put success 101 in the promo code for either one of those to grab your copy today. You can also catch me in the world of social media where I do a lot of really fun stuff and try to bring relevant information to you guys on Instagram under the name at success 101 podcast on the Facebook success 101 podcast community page and on Twitter under the name Warren Jared. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode of the success 101 podcast until then. Podcast.